0: You know, there is a market for the bus. There's a market for the train. There's a market for, you know, Spirit Airlines. There are markets, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't make someone a bad person because that's what they choose. It's just not what my business is built for.
1: While Arjun was away, Team Arjun came to play. All the cats out of the bag now, folks. But we're still here bringing you our favorite, and most importantly, actionable insights to Arjan's newest book, Profit First for Lawyers. We're gonna help you accelerate your law firm's growth so that you can experience more profit in every aspect of your life. We're also gonna be providing some behind the scenes footage of what it's really like to work with Arjan Robbins. So, put your BS aside for the next few minutes and put yourself, your family, your firm, and your profit first. Welcome back to another episode of the Profit First for Lawyers podcast. I'm your host, Carly. And today we're joined in studio again with the beautiful, the radiant, Tammy. Tammy's on Team John. You guys remember Tammy. She was on episode two when we talked about
2: reinventing ourselves. Tammy, how are you today? Thanks for joining. I, I am great. It's uh, happy to be back and talking with you again, Carly. I can't believe that we're on round two. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, big
1: celebration actually in studio, guys. We made it all the way through Team Arjun, and we're circling back around. <laughs> hey, Tammy, uh, you've had some updates since the
2: last time we spoke. Do you want to give us an update? Sure, I'd be happy to. So the Profit First for Lawyers book, as we all know, will be officially launching very soon our goal was to sell 10,000. But you know, what's super exciting was we crushed that goal by not double, but 25,000 books that were sold. So I have stepped up to manage this project and assist in getting 25,000 books out the door. So Tammy, what is exciting to you about this particular project? Thanks for asking, Carly. Um, One thing that really excites me about this project is just how successful it has been to launch this Profit First for Lawyers book. So now that you've chosen
1: a project, what was particularly interesting about this one? What made you choose this above the others?
2: So I think what was really interesting was the opportunity to work with the members. You know, I've been behind the scenes on Team Arjon, and we have a community of over 700 members. And coming from my background in hospitality, you know, I was always involved with people. So that's what really, really intrigued me about, you know, getting involved in this project. You've been very tight-lipped. What are we watching today? John is talking about money objections, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, let's roll that clip.
0: Listen, there's cheaper versions of everything that I do. Much, much cheaper versions. My business is not built For people who want the lowest price. My business is built for people who want the very best service, the best value, the best results. That's not for everyone, and that's okay. You know, there is a market for the bus, there's a market for the train, there's a market for, you know, Spirit Airlines. There are markets, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't make someone a bad person because that's what they choose. It's just not what my business is built for. I'm suggesting you could have the same conversation. Right. By the way, people who build businesses for the masses have the same problem. When someone comes and says, wait a second, but that doesn't have all the bells and whistles and luxuries and conveniences and things as a Rolls Royce. And the answer is, well, that's not my business. My business is not built for the Rolls-Royce crowd. My business is built for the Volkswagen crowd. Oh, I'd love to buy your Volkswagen if only it had all these things that you can only put into a Rolls-Royce. I'm sorry, that's not what my business is for. My business is for the Volkswagen crowd. No one escapes this conversation. Everyone has to eventually have this conversation with their clients and their referral sources Who is your business for?
1: Oh, nice. Okay, so then what about this was really interesting to you?
2: So, I chose that clip I've shared in the past with everyone about my background in hospitality. I worked at a private member only club and we weren't for everyone. You know, we really focused on delivering great service, um, bringing a lot of value to the table. And I think that's really why I connected and aligned with this. Our Don starts this clip with, We're not for everyone. And, you know, I think it's awesome how when he started his business, he was able to really identify who's his ideal client. Who does he want to work with? Excellent.
1: Well, folks, we have one more thing for you today. As promised on episode 12, we're running part two of Arjun's answer to Eric. So if you didn't watch episode 12 and if you didn't see part one, you probably want to check that out. But for now, let's go ahead and roll this clip. How have you incorporated profit first slash caps into your budgeting?
0: So I think what you might mean, Eric, is TAPS, not CAPS. TAPS is the target allocation. CAP is the current allocation. Or maybe you do mean CAPS. Anyway, uh, how have I incorporated that into my own budgeting? That's the question? Yes. By building it into the budget directly. I mean, if you look at my budget, there is a a line item in the budget for a profit allocation. And we treat it like an expense. We treat it like rent. It gets paid month after month after month. It just comes out. It's right there in the budget. So revenue is projected to be X number of dollars For next month, we have a line item in the budget for the profit allocation and the tax allocation, which is just a formulaic relationship between the target and and what we're projecting the expense to be, and then all the other income, then all of the other uh, expenses. And then when you get to the bottom line, it's projected to be basically zero. If... We, in fact, hit the revenue target. So let's say our revenue use a round number, a million dollars. If we project the revenue for next month will be a million dollars, and we're at a 10% uh, profit allocation cap, then the line item projection is $100,000. And then another $50,000 for taxes, And then the rest of the P&L budget, the rest of the budget is basically the same. The difference is at the bottom where you see P or L, profit or loss, it comes down to zero because we scoop the profit off the top. Now, of course, reality happens and you didn't gross a million dollars, you grossed $1.1 million. So instead of taking $100,000 out, you take $110,000 $110,000 out and hopefully get down to the bottom. It's still going to be zero. Just like when you budget and project that your utility bill will be $1,000, but it turns out to be $1,100 or it turns out to be $900 because you know someone left the lights on or someone turned the lights off or whatever. right? And that's why you have to use your budget variance report in conjunction with your projections. So you've got your projection of what you project, expect, anticipate, hope and pray your revenues will be. Based on that, this is what we're projecting, hoping, expecting, hoping and praying our cap will be. And then the next month we say, this is what we projected, the first column in your budget variance report, second column in the budget variance report is what actually happened in reality. The third column of course, is the percentage of difference in why. The next column is the explanation of why you think it was different than you expected. And then the final column is of course, what are we going to do about it right? And sometimes the answer is change our behavior it goes back to the beginning part, right? but it's it's just built in as two extra lines at the top of the budget and the p l.
1: All right, guys. Well, I hope that that was super helpful for you. And I hope you liked our little bit of behind the scenes surprise magic, as I mentioned last time. One of the major things that I have learned since that call is when you're going to take a call with our John Robbins, always be camera ready. (laughs) And that's what we have for you today. I hope that this episode has been really helpful for you. I hope you've learned something new. Be sure to stay tuned next time as we go into part four of our seven-part series on the seven main parts of every successful and unsuccessful law firm. You don't want to miss it. As always, I'll be spilling some really hot tea, so make sure that I see you there. And remember that if you have a burning question for John, send us an email at podcast at com, and we'll be sure to get that question in front of him, and I'll be camera ready next time. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Profit First for Lawyers. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend and buy your copy of the book at profitfirstforlawyers.com. Your future self will thank you for it. And we will see you next time.